Hey guys, it's been a while since uh, we did a podcast, and one of the reasons for that is just uh, I wanted to have a really special guest on. So uh, this podcast is actually part one of Gary Vee's, uh, I would call him second in command, but maybe D-Rock's right-hand man or whatever it is, uh, Jason Morena. He's amazing, and a lot of those short uh, Gary Vee clips that you're seeing on YouTube, a lot of the stuff that you're seeing on Instagram right now, that stuff is done, filmed, edited, and everything by Jason. Um, he's also one of the leaders of uh, Team Gary Vee, so I think you're going to get a lot out of this part one, and you're going to get even more out of part two. Enjoy Jason Morena from Team Gary Vee. You're listening to the Bad Reputation Podcast, hosted by Todd Collins and sponsored by Anchor FM. If you haven't listened before, we've got two words for you. Listen up. From digital marketing tips, entrepreneurial stories, and more, you will get the most up-to-date info brought right to your ear. Follow Todd on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, and more at Todd Collins Official. Listen everywhere podcasts are available, like Spotify, Apple, Roku, and more. Are you guys ready? Now, your host of Bad Reputation, Todd Collins. Hey, guys. uh, Excited. Uh, It's been quite a while uh, since I've done an episode. I'm actually kind of embarrassed that I haven't been consistent with the episodes, but to be completely honest with you, I've been waiting, I think, just for a really good guest, a really good story, and for you guys to be able to walk away with some really amazing value. Um, so I'm honored uh, to have Jason Morena from Team Gary V uh, here with me this evening, Wednesday, East, East Coast time, 9 p.m. We are not West Coast boys, we're East Coast boys. And uh, Jason, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you for having me on, man. This is my first one in a long, long time too. So it just makes sense. It was the perfect uh, opportunity for both of us. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been, I, I definitely have the ring rust on, which is why I'm glad we got to talk a little bit before we even started. So it's, uh, it's, it's been the last 90 days or 120 days or hundred, I don't know how long we've been locked up and whatever. Right. <laughs> it just feels like March 13th hit and then you blink and then it's, it's September. So that's the same vibe everyone I talk to. <laughs> It's crazy, man. But um, it's it's always good. Um, I, you know, obviously, I, I've been following you for for quite a while. Um, you know, just through the the connection between myself, Dave, uh, Dave D, or D Rock as as people, yeah. and and you, and and one of the big things I've always noticed about your content um, is the beautiful imagery, um, the the very well done edits to a lot of the images that you do. Um, what one of the cool things that I've always liked about what you put out is the before and after images. I really, really love that. I love that you show you. kind of what, how much effort actually goes into um, to, to make an image look the way that it, that it does uh, when it finally gets to that final stage. Um, so if you guys haven't checked that out, well, you know, Jason will obviously uh, give you all his handles towards the end of the podcast here, but I definitely go check his stuff out. It's, it's the, the photography is amazing. And, um, any of the other really cool Gary Vee stuff that you've seen out there, a lot of that stuff has been done by Jason. Uh, D-Rock, I'm sure, will say take credit for it, but it's majority Jason. Yeah, no, we don't want to get him heated, but no. <laughs> D-Rock's, no, D-Rock's, I, like, I want to give him like a proper shout out. that he, like, Whenever somebody's like, D-Rock, was this you? He's like, shred up. He's like, no, this is Jason or like mm-hmm. or whatever. But he's built such a good brand for himself where anything goes out, it's like, damn, D-Rock killed this. And it's like, dude. Yeah. So, which is what led to this podcast, right? Like, so we, we all follow um, on Twitter. I don't know if you follow me on Twitter, but if you don't now, then you... I, I think... I don't know, but I will. That would be <laughs> fucked up. My Twitter following is, is piss poor regardless. It doesn't matter. The, um, so, yeah, it, was, it looked like Jason was re- ready to get in front of the camera again. I was ready to get in front of the camera again, and um, it just worked out. So um, he's here, and we're just going to dive in and, and, and really talk about Jason's life. Um, we're going to talk about some interests, some, some similar interests that him and I have together, and then um, I'm sure he'll also help give you guys some tips and tricks on some of the maybe some of the creative or content strategies that you guys might be having problems with, especially coming out of COVID right now, which is, is ne- if you have not been putting out that a lot of content or really good content or really been doubling down on some of the platforms you've been lazy on. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that, but, but let's jump into your story. You know, like, uh, we, we always hear the, the comic book origin story, uh, right. Uh, 
So let's get, let's get into the Jason origin story. Where'd you grow up? How, how did this all kind of go down and, and lead us up to where we are now? Totally. And I might be a little laggy. So if, if anything, I can turn off the video. So let me know. Cause I was just getting a little glitchy, but, um, my story, uh, I went to school, didn't know what I wanted to do. I went to college, like just fast forward through that era, like just like complete 18 years of my childhood. And then, um, if we're going to talk about video itself, I, went to school thinking I'd be in like the health field, like a PT or an occupational therapist. That's what I was going to school for. And then uh, the, my, my um, sophomore year, that's when I uh, started going hiking more. And my aunt, she's like my godmother. She was like, oh, I want to get you a GoPro. And I was like, no, 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 it's like expensive. I don't, I don't need that. I'm just taking photos on my phone. She's like, no, you're going hiking a lot. I see you road biking. She's like, uh, she's like, I want to send you a GoPro. And I actually never even got back to her, but few months later she sent me one in the mail and that kind of like was a huge catalyst to like why I started filming in the first place and so I went from a GoPro into owning a drone and then uh, I would come home and like uh, this was during college same time and uh, my dad would be watching Casey Neistat and I thought that was super interesting and super weird for him to be like on like because they just got like a smart tv like finally in like 2016 <laughs> you know and he was watching uh, Casey and uh, I don't know, at first I was like, why, why are you watching this vlogger? And then I started watching and then that really, I really was like infatuated of how you could broadcast yourself on YouTube. And I don't think he was of the first people to do it, but I just liked his style and because it looked easy and look like you could, um, you could copy it and do it for yourself. But, and then you realized, oh, he was a good like communicator. Yeah. Like he was like, damn, how do you do that? How do you do that back to back days? But either way, that led me to get an ADD, uh, like a mid-grade DSLR and I, yeah, I got like a credit card to get that. And so now I had the drone, the DSLR and um, I'm a GoPro. And then I, I picked up a good lens. It was like 18 to 35. If they any creatives listening, it was a Sigma. It's a 1.8, a very cheap, but like awesome lens that like I used countlessly. But uh, anyways, I had that set up and then uh, I started just filming, filming more of my day to day, whether it was like my dog or um, my girlfriend at the time, her mom was like a real estate agent. So I helped with like real estate videos and like, but like scrappy stuff, like preface those clients with like, yo, I'm learning. So, you know, like you like, set I'm the expectation that was totally, totally. But I felt super confident. I'm like, I'm like, this is not how I'm going to want it, but I'm going to try to like make this thing look like I shot it on a red. Yeah. Uh, and that evolved. And then I think, you know, not to like make this all long winded. I, um, my sister tagged me in a Facebook post one day. And it was for a man uh, who owned a gym. He was looking for a video intern, uh, video intern. And I commented back because my sister tagged me in it. And he's like, oh, you know, let's meet up after we talked. And I had never done that. Like I'd only taken on like a few small side gigs. I'm very, I'm still in college. I'm working as an insurance agent and I'm just learning the camera. Like I'm still rocking like auto ISO, which is like a very yeah. like amateur thing to me now. Um, anyways, uh, I meet him and then, he basically is like, Hey, do you follow this Gary V guy? I'm like, no. And then he showed me, and I was like, that's interesting. I'm like, he has somebody that follows him around. Cause this is in 2016. Sure. And like, it was pretty early on before like every real estate person had like a D rock rolling around with them. I know. <laughs> and, uh, basically I started documenting his gym in the daily V format, which was like, just shoot. And then just post that at like a Casey nice, that kind of fun edit and obviously not as businessy. And then that led to, uh, the business owner himself, Ed, he, uh, he ended up wanting to document his life and it kind of just like for like no purpose, um, other than like, just wanted to like be historically right. You know, something Gary would say. And, uh, and that led us going to like four D's cause he ended up purchasing that. And then, um, so I did a lot of work with him and like that, and that led me to the Gary V universe. Like I didn't know him before that. And it was a lot of things like that dude taught me about like working for free, which was like, in, in essence a Gary V kind of like philosophy and then uh it led me to Gary in like a very serendipitous way I don't know if I want to go into it but no you're more than welcome to go into it, go into 100%. it. all right cool 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 so yeah I'm working for Ed for a while and I had done some side gigs because he didn't he didn't have me as a full-time employee because I was in college still um so I was freelance with him and freelance with other people but he was like my main client while I'm in school while, while I'm doing insurance which I just like hated and then finally, when I graduated, I was able to drop um, insurance and I was like, okay, so I was full in with Ed and I was doing half shooting for the gym, content, vlogs, micro clips for Instagram, Facebook, and, and then also making his vlog twice a week, the daily turn, 
and uh, it was like a, we did like 80 episodes in the end, but I was doing like two a week and then we started growing like interns and we really like pushed the boundaries of like, like someone with a very low budget, like nothing like Gary would have to build a small team. We had, you know, me and two interns and three interns at one point. And it led to Daily Turn Media, which was uh, a Vayner talent. We would pick up clients and um, they would be like Gary fans typically. And they wanted to build a personal brand and we would either, it would be myself usually in the beginning. And uh, we would film a vlog for them and make micro pieces. And, and one, one, one client I want to bring up because I think people will enjoy this story is uh, it was my favorite client. No disrespect towards the other ones. Cause I, it was like family all these, it was four, it was four or five clients through this year period. And um, my favorite clients were the paparazzi. They're, uh, they called themselves the positive paps. <laughs> um, I think that was like their branding on Instagram. They used the hashtag Miles, uh, Miles Diggs and uh, Caesar. Uh, uh, I forget his last, uh, Pena. Dope dudes. Caesar's a little bit older. He's like 40 years old. Uh, Miles is the young gun. He's like 24. And we're like the same age at the time. And they're the top paparazzi. I found them through a video on YouTube. It was... Uh, by BuzzFeed, it was uh, the day in the life of a paparazzi. And um, I was like, damn. And I was watching in my car one night. I was just like, I just pulled up in front of my house, scroll on my phone, see this BuzzFeed video on YouTube, watch the video. I'm like, wow, these guys are cool. I'm like, I, didn't, I never thought about the paparazzi and like what their day-to-day is in New York City. Like everyone knows them, but like you don't actually think about like how much work and, like, and thought and like the controversies that go around getting one photo. And so I just DM the kid. I went to the beginning of the video. I'm like, ooh, his name is Miles. I went on Instagram. I'm like, oh shit he's got 80,000 followers. I'm like, he's probably not gonna respond, but I'll respond. Cause I have no, no clout. And I'm like, I had uh, you know, thousand followers or something, you know, like, but he hit me back. And I, cause I said, I wanted to shoot a free video for you. Like full circle nature of like what I learned from Ed and Gary was free content gateway, yep. gateway to you actually getting a gig contrary to like what I think a lot of people think is not the right way to do it. But um, <laughs> like, you honestly, fucking working for a lot of people. Yeah. So everybody is hearing and listening to that. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be brutal about it, but it's just like, yeah, you can get stepped on, but like, if you're not willing to like do some free work, like, I don't know, you're missing out on a huge opportunity. So, and, and so to finish all the paparazzi, I ended up shooting a free thing for them. Actually I shot the, like I went and met them and they're like, Hey, roll with us just to see what we do. Like I met my, I met them in like a, in like a deli or whatever. But like, that's even that dude, that's even cool shit. Oh, just get Nazi for a fucking day and see what that's like. Oh, and it was the craziest thing. And so like, and I'm still on the come up. I'm still learning my stuff. I don't have fancy cameras. I have an ADD and a lav mic and a Joby pod. And like, I think I I got everything I need because I did, you know, like when you look back, you're like, damn, like you had no equipment and you pulled that (laughs) off. You made something look beautiful with four batteries, you know, like (laughs) called talent, Jason. Thank you, brother. It's yeah, and I think uh, and I think more people need to recognize like when like when they pulled off a gig when like they really had like right shitty equipment or like or like they had a bad day and they still pulled it off like you still you got to give yourself daps even like I don't know but end up uh, in the end shooting for these guys and and uh, the, it was the coolest experience of my life I mean I I shot ten vlogs of positive paps and ran from zero zero one zero zero ten and it was just the day in the life of. Uh, of their day in New York city shooting, you know, uh, whether it was Taylor Swift or like Gigi Hadid or Justin Bieber or Keanu Reeves, like there were some crazy awesome moments that like, how, like I was just like recording the moment as clean as I can. Cause I wanted people to feel like what I was feeling. And it was like the most like crazy, awesome experiences. Like, um, when Justin Bieber gets in his car, like 10 paparazzi follow, but like he's going to Brooklyn to pick up Haley, his wife, and uh, everyone's blowing every stop sign, every light, just because they don't want to miss the shot that's going to happen within 10 seconds of him getting out of the car, going into the luxury, uh, whatever, condo. And, uh, and this shit is so dangerous to think about. <laughs> but uh, some of the most awesome moments, and I'm glad I have a little bit of it documented. Maybe not in some Hollywood way, but like, it's there like on tape. And it's just interesting. Well, it's cool that, it's cool that like they like somebody actually brought that or came up with that idea because it, a lot of the times what you, you, you don't see it from their perspective. So you, and, and, you know, and they get a bad, they get up, they have a bad rap for whatever. You're hundred percent right. And, and that's why like, it was, a, it's a taboo thing. Most people are like, Oh, paparazzi, like you're getting people's spaces, you're pissing them off. And that was a lot of the case. There was a lot of that. 
the, yeah. what was cool and why I worked with these guys because I've turned down so much stuff but I just don't like the guy <laughs> like I'll just like I'll just ghost you if I'm just like no I don't I don't like you yeah. but I like these kids and I was like damn they're really nice and they're, yeah. in this, they're, they're the, the best at it apparently you know and I gotta learn that and then I was like but they're also like they respect the celebrities and they respect the bodyguards and because they kept telling me stuff like oh like we're friends with that bodyguard and like and like and if he says like yo don't follow us like we don't follow because we're gonna see him next week like, yeah. We don't want a bad relationship. And it was really interesting to see like the, the handful of celebrities that they actually just DM and talk to like, like friends and yeah. uh, some of like the biggest names in like, in, you know, you know, art, like as artists or anything or actors, like they were like friends with, and it was so interesting. Like it was, and so that's an example of doing a free gig that actually led to a paid gig. And, uh, and it was one of my favorites, like hands down. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's smart too, yeah. in that situation too, where you, you uh, eventually create a relationship with some of these people and they might give you an opportunity to maybe break a story that could make your, make or break your entire career. hundred uh, percent. Just by being nice and not being a dick by like some of these other people out there. So that just, again, goes to show you like being nice sometimes actually will get you uh, a lot more. Yeah. Totally. That's one of those things. Um, yeah, so that that kind of led you up to to where you are now. So at least that gives you guys some kind of backstory on that uh, Jason didn't just come out of the fucking ether making videos and uh, like that he actually started started somewhere else and did some other things. Um, and and you know you're you're absolutely right um, when it comes to the editing things. So so there's a young girl actually who I actually grew up with her uh, father and mother um, in my company. Um, and she was looking for an internship over the summer about two and a half years ago, something like that. And, um, she's the one that creates all of my video content. Uh, she's your D-Rock. What's that? She's your D-Rock in a way. She is. She really is. Um, she's younger. She's younger. She's still in college actually, believe it or not. This kid's work ethic is, I, 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 you have to also understand that my, my work ethic is, is ridiculous. Like I, I have people that end up hating me because of my work ethic where, it's, it's ridiculous. Like it's, yeah. I, I get yelled at for working too much kind of thing. Right. And that's just not a popular, I, I just don't think it's a popular, um, people say it, but pe the people that actually live it, like it's not a popular thing in your life. Oh, listen, I've, right. I've, I saw it with Ed, you know, the first guy I worked for and you see with, with Gary and like, he gets a lot of heat for working too hard, but that dude, that dude's like not burnt. Like I'd be burnt out 14 hours in, but he's like, he's thriving. And uh, it also helps when you, when, you know, I was diagnosed with ADHD in sixth grade and I'm not going to lie to you. Like it, it, a lot of people have looked at that as a, as a disability. I've looked at it as uh, as a gift because when someone has, and I don't know if Gary even has that, but I know, if, I mean, I was diagnosed with it or whatever. Um, right. And I'm 42. So it was very, very early on, but the thing about having that particular chemical imbalance or whatever you want to call it is, yes, you're completely unfocused when you're not interested in something completely. It's not going to hold your interest. If you are interested in something, though, you're hyper-focused on it and almost to the point of obsession over it. And that can make you a very, very dangerous person if you're passionate about something. So I've, that's it's one of the things. things I've always, I think yeah, it's a gift too. It is a, it's a total gift. And I've always told kids, you know, my son, uh, is has it pretty bad, and and there's kids around <laughs> him all the time that are like that, and I always just beat into their heads. I'm like, you're. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. You just have. Yeah. You would know the difference if you weren't diagnosed. And yeah, you would, you would never know the difference, and like you'd be completely content. And obviously, yeah, you have different strengths and weaknesses compared to someone uh, who didn't have it. But yeah, uh, and once you figure out that you can use it from a, from a strength standpoint, that's when you you start realizing it. And sometimes yeah, just, it just takes people longer um, longer than others to to try to figure that out. But to 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 get back into what we were talking about, um, the working yeah. for free thing. You know, she was working for free, and then finally I said, you know what, man, you're doing such a fucking great job. Let's let's start paying you. Yeah, you almost guilt them into it. <laughs> I mean, at that point, and she, but she loves it. And then I, I've told her again, I'm, you know, I'm getting up there. I'm in my, you know, forties and mid forties or whatever. And I said, look, I, I'm not going to want to go out and, you know, pound the pavement and knock on the doors like until I'm like 80 years old. I said, somebody's going to have to slip into this chair and run this thing eventually, yeah. and that's what you're working towards. So I was giving that short term. I was giving those short term goals, and then handing that over and then showing those long-term goals too. said, Hey, look, there is a light at the end of this tunnel. 
and you're learning more than I've ever learned and you're going to yeah. learn everything that I have too. So you're going to be even better when you get there. So, um, and I believe that that's probably, you know, down the road for you too. I mean, there, this, this is just another, you know, step in, in totally where actually go. Yeah. And I think I'm like totally confused of like how long that path is and how many lily pads there are, but I can yeah. think of like, I can think of three in my mind that I'm like, like pretty positive will happen. It's just like, might be 12 years from now, you know? Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about, let's, let, let's, you know, right now, currently what you're doing, let's talk about what you're currently yeah. doing right now, right? Like, let's totally. get so, into that. And then let's get into, you know, what you want to do, right? Like yeah. eventually some, some of the dreams and aspirations that you have um, that, that may come post this, this, this whole Gary Vee thing. So currently right now, you know, we went into COVID, you know, let's go from there. Like, you know, what are you doing right now? Um, work-wise, yeah. putting it out. Let's so, talk about the films that you've been doing, which have been fucking yeah spectacular thank you so i'll even go like one step backwards like yeah. like pre-covid i am shooting once a once a week so not too much weekly day right weekly v at this point yeah. and uh so i'm not like because i didn't get to it but obviously like yeah i'm doing gary's team and it's like we have a bunch of filmers and editors and so then come the new year we start weekly v and i can't film it because i'm actually I'm, I'm doing all the editing for it which just it's non-stop and uh and drx doing most of the shooting so pre-covid I'm mostly editing all day, very late nights until like Thursday and then Friday I would leave. So then like, I would like have a very chill Friday, but like, man, did I work like crazy hours, like yeah. Monday through Friday, uh, Thursday, either way I'm editing and then COVID hits. And so we can't film no more. There's no more weekly V. We tried one virtual episode and it actually did super well. It's just like, um, I, I don't think we wanted to put as much focus there because all in challenge ended up happening. And that yeah. was, uh, Gary's, you know, super passionate about, um, having our team create all the content for like this good cause. And so he just took, like, it was one of the first times he's just like put the brakes on his content and like, yeah. wasn't posting anything. And we, and all our whole team just like went from like doing personal branding for Gary V and now we're doing this, uh, all in challenge, which is basically, um, donate $10 or an auction item. And it would be all that money going to, um, anyone like, uh, kids who need food. So yeah. it was like, they had a, a goal of like 500 million. And I think, or 50 million, I should say. I'm like so confused with the numbers now, but either way, it was a lot of money. And uh, we worked on it for a while, like a month and a half, very hard and very inconsistent, very late nights. And, um, and then it's led me to make three films back to back, which was awesome and excite like, exciting. Like I remember All in Challenge ended. I'm on the phone, I'm on a phone call with D-Rock because I was, I was just in like good communication with him more, more so than pre-COVID because he's out filming and like in Kansas City and like, California and like across the country and he just drops the footage off on the server see it like he was flying it was awesome but like I didn't get to talk to him that much um but I remember getting on a phone call with him all in challenge ends and I'm like and, he, and Gary had sent in like a few film requests which he never really does he's like maybe a film on this maybe a film on this da, da, da. and we're like oh shit like this is the era of the film now so right. maybe, means you're on a phone call and I'm like dude I'm like I think we can make some really awesome stuff since like I'm gonna have some like like good like focused energy on this because in the office it can get it can get crazy but sure. being that i'm home i can i can get siloed and like and that's what happened like for like i'd say for i don't know three months we'll call it i was a satellite i almost feel like to the team i was i would communicate with everyone but my sole project was it was the only like no one helped me with it yeah besides d-rock the communications of it um like walking through different rough cuts like hey i made this and what do you think he's like no like we gotta add more here and then so i did three films one was about um, changing your mind, um, which was actually the second one. The first one was build, uh, building the tallest building, but not tearing everyone else's down. Um, I don't know the actual title, but that was the theme of it. And uh, then I did why changing your mind is a strength, and that was an like an hour long interview, doc, like mini doc for Zoo. Like it was on Google Hangouts, and we would record people in Gary's world mm -hmm. all around the same topic of changing your mind. And we just made like a, a long style film just to test, and that was fun and grueling. And then the last film we did was more for Gary to have for um, like the media, his, uh, his public relations. Um, I forgot her exact title, but Maha, she gets Gary on CNN and uh, anywhere like in Dubai or on a magazine. She's just one of those people that is uh, talking to like maybe a publicist. I don't know. But she was like, we need to update the video on Gary's website and update the video that I, this is the video I send CNN or if they don't know who Gary is, like this is kind of like 
It's, it's like a highlight reel. It's a highlight reel. Right. hundred percent. And so I made that for the past like month. I, I probably finished the majority, majority of it in two weeks, which is a long time amount of time for like team Gary. Usually it's like day turnover for clips, but um, we ended up taking a, a little more like thoughtfulness into it because Gary really liked it. Like it's a braggy piece, but he wanted to like have the businessman side of him kind of just like put on paper, like this is what he's done. And, and so I just wrapped that up. And now I'm working on a mostly Instagram. And so that's a change of pace. I'm always the YouTube guy, but we've had a lot of switches in our team. A lot of people moving into the company, a lot of people moving on to do other stuff. Um, and so they needed, um, I kind of had a conversation with like the channel managers, we call them. Um, and they just needed like to make sure like the foundation was good in Instagram. Cause that's like, that's where our focus is Yeah, above everything. So that's what I'm doing. Like it was uh, all in challenge films. And then now I'm like Instagram guy. <laughs> Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's funny too, because Instagram is, I feel like is majority of like, you know, when, when you talk about pillars of content and stuff like that, like you're fit, you're almost thinking like that the podcast, cause the podcast originally was that pillar of content, right. And the weekly bees and the daily bees, and then they would kind of split off into there, into the, you know, uh, speaking engagements and, and everything else. And you guys could grab it and, and kind of coagulate it all together. And then when COVID hit, you kind of at that point really had to go what from the uh, team with Gary V thing to, you know, other things and grab these little pieces of content where it ended up being where it wasn't necessarily long form content. So Instagram really became the main hub for the kind of shorter, you know, micro content that you, that you had to put out. And that's a lot of where, where the attention was. I felt like during COVID too, that TikTok, obviously. Yeah. hundred percent. I think, yeah, I think TikTok went through the roof. Like we're totally forgetting really? about what like, March and, um, and April, like TikTok, like went through the roof, like I could tell. And, uh, and that was cool to see. And then obviously there's so much controversy around it now, but I don't know, like the logistics of like, I think the controversy is over now at this point. I think so too, but who knows? I feel like it could be like a bombshell, like, yo, it's gone. I know. And, 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 you know, it's speaking on that, uh, the Instagram reels, um, it, it just didn't, it has not, uh, yeah, it's super funny. Like, I think I know what you're about, like you're saying, like it just has, it's kind of not on your radar. I don't think it's, I don't think it's hit to where it's, it, I don't think it's at its best, best yet, if that makes sense. I'm not discounting oh, yeah. whoever's saying, hey, it's, it's shit. It's, I'm it's, saying, I don't feel like it's gotten to where it needs to be yet for people to finally go whoop and jump over. You know totally. what I mean? It was like Instagram stories when they released them after yeah, Snapchat yeah. and like, it's the same story and like, and, but maybe like reels doesn't actually become like, cause I only use stories now. So like they want on Instagram, like, right. Oh, like, kill Snapchat is reels going to kill TikTok? Probably not. No. Um, but that being said, like, it's super interesting looking at, I don't make any reels yet for Gary, just, just nature of like the team and like who's making them. And I was looking at the reels tab and they all overperform. We call it. They have, they yeah, they do, which is interesting. And so they're we, at the top of the explore page, bro. Yeah. So, so I'll tell you just real quick, and this is, I guess, for, more for my listeners to give you guys kind of a heads up of what I've done. All I did is yeah. I took what I was putting out on TikTok, which were the, any of the 15 second bits that I was putting out on TikTok. I was just taking those videos since I'd already done them and I'd already edited them out and everything else like that. And I just reposted them on Instagram Reels. And actually for like a three day span, I just did it just to get it loaded up in there to see what it did. And like the first or second one went fucking bonkers. And I'm yeah, like, I think anytime a new feature goes out, like if you don't care about like your aesthetic or whatever, like just put something in it, in that yeah. machine in the beginning, cause it's just gonna like propel it. But yeah. that only happens like every year, you know, like. Yeah, well, I mean, now it's like, they're pretty much like kind of all crazy. Like, cause in the very, I jumped on TikTok really, really, really super early. And um, I like, basically in the very beginning i kept using utilizing the hashtag reputation management because that's that niche in that business that i'm in and so right. when you would go to tiktok actually it's still probably even now like if you go to tiktok and you type in hashtag reputation management a majority of the content that's there is me and i a lot of people were like who the fuck is hiring people for reputation management on tiktok and i'm like well probably nobody right now but in five years that people that are 15 yeah. years old and they're 20 and they're now the CEO of their dad's company and they're looking at, and all yeah. they do is, is hang out on TikTok and they type in reputation management and I'm the guy. Yeah. So it's so, called a long-term investment. People don't want to hear that. They don't want to listen to that. Totally. So. It's just like the risk and the reward. Like the risk is like you waste your time, which you're not. And then the reward is like, you might become like the man in that field. And that's, uh, and that's typically like what happens. Like it never was like a risk to begin with. Like you never like, 
you like worst case you refine the way you communicate like your job and like how to do things better i'm sure like when you're talking and like and like making the content like you realize like things to like ways to communicate better yeah. and so like even then and then you're documenting yourself like i always talk about like the home movie aspect of like my job and so sometimes i would like literally like i'll laugh think to myself like like i'm just the whole like i'm a home like, think of your dad like your dad maybe like like filming like a child with a vhs like i feel like that is my job profession when i'm a, when i'm filming it's like damn like home videos that's what i do <laughs> yeah yeah well it's funny because i always feel like that it, and th th this kind of gets into the overthinking of content where and, and and the way that things look you know what you've done now um i have a videographer named tj um he, cinematically is amazing i mean the the stuff that this guy does I, is he he shouldn't be in baltimore he should be in la or new york in my opinion but i it is what it is but this but the way that he makes this the the actual visuals come to life there is something to be said about that but i think a lot of people kind of overthink that instead of not just putting out content where a lot of the times some of the greatest content that does the that does so well on any of these platforms is content that's not really flashy and not crazy and not anything else and i'll tell you mm -hmm. and i'll jump in after this too because i want like i definitely want like listeners to hear like quick story but go ahead yeah, because this is a this this right here is a very interesting fact during that phone call with 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 the rock he said to me he goes dude pull your instagram up for me real quick and i was like all right cool we go in and we look at i looked at um my three top most performing posts in the last year all three of them now i'm not joking about this and i even i've shared this before three of them the top three screenshotted tweets and i'm going are you fucking kidding me maddie spent six hours maybe on this one igtv 10 minute yeah. video Right? I mean, whatever. And I'm yeah. like, and these screenshotted tweets get fucking crazy. Yeah. And I think like, that's like, a, that makes a hundred percent sense. Cause it, I think it's like the unlock that we don't talk about maybe as a team is that we're always figuring out like what content works. Obviously like Gary always talks about like listening to the consumer. So we read the comments, like sure. everything's getting read. So we're seeing what people want. Like I, and for example, like I have to make a mashup tomorrow for Instagram. And I was like, yo Zane, He's uh, he runs like the Instagram and he does a lot of the CMing, which is community management. And uh, I was like, what are some topics off the top of your mind? Like no pressure, like that you've been seeing that people like, and then I can build around that. And he, and one was uh, um, the topic of that Gary likes sleep, like Gary sleeps. And so like, that's something that Gary, like people really resonates with people with. So now I have that data and I'm going to roll with it. And I'm probably going to try and make a short one day turnaround mashup of that. But um, to go back to what you were saying, that's just kind of like, you know, listening and, and seeing what works and just being a practitioner of that. Um, in the Gary world, like we saw the dude from sign and we didn't, and Gary typically doesn't like copy like someone like a content creator, but uh, Duba sign was like the, you know, the guy in Soho and he's holding up a sign and, and it was going super viral. And uh, we were being really hacky back then, just trying to like try new stuff on Instagram, not necessarily like um, a video. And uh, we shot like Gary holding up a sign and like, we had no expectation. Like we were like, Oh, it could do good yeah and, or it could just do like fifty thousand, which would be like a not so good post fifty thousand likes uh, but we posted it and it just went to the moon and it ended up being uh gary's most liked photo and that just i think is an example of like uh just seeing what's like what's around you like on the internet like and not necessarily like that's like copying kind of thing that would like, play off somebody else but i think that's still fair like there's no rules right um but and then to like go to more generic, like we have the same thing with the tweets. Like that's why we started doing it. Like, like we posted one and we realized like, damn, that tweet post got 120,000 likes, which means more eyes on it. Cause we don't care about the, the numerals, like the attention on it. And then we realized like the, uh, the image that our designer spent four hours making with a perfect quote and grain and like mm -hmm. some like lighting only got half the amount of likes. And so like, it sucks in a way, but you listen to like what works and then you like, you take, you know, we started making more of the BSUs and now it's funny. Like, like we went through a moment where like we realized high res images were doing super well. So then yep. like stopped with the quotes, did way more high like res images, but you're hundred percent like, like right. When you said like those three tweets, um, like it just makes sense. You gotta listen to like what you like the people want. I don't know. Well, I also think there's a little bit of science inside of it and the the science and this is just me kind of philosophizing on the on the science behind it but i think because the movement of you're going like this in the feed right yeah and i think because the the image is so simple 
and the in the context like the actual context of the post with the just the maybe two sentences yeah right? you consumed the, it all yeah but it's an impactful two sentences and typically it's followed by a very short um um uh, piece of piece of copy for for the for, for the actual post, right? Right. And I think because it's not a lot to take in, and it's very simple to look at, that it that for some reason it's more relatable to those people. Yeah. And, and I that that's the, at least the science in me is saying that, like yeah. that that's why maybe it's working. You're hundred percent right. And I think <laughs> what I was going to say is, uh, no, that actually makes a lot of sense because it's because with a, like a, a BSU is what we call like uh, a graphic image with like Gary's quote and his face and like maybe it looks awesome. And uh, that makes sense. It's like you see that crazy image, you might not consume it all in that like that one second, two second flick of like the page and then with the quote you do. So that makes sense. And maybe yeah, like there's other content. to look at the graphic. And so like knowing that, I'll just think of like other content that could work. Like maybe like maybe the way I title a video now is going to be completely different. Maybe it's going to be in the middle. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think, I think when you guys did the signs and I think when you did those other things, again, this was a way of, of taking the tweet, right. And then just kind of maneuvering it into the real world of things that people see every day, but, but, but mm -hmm. sharing that message in a different way. And I think that's, I think that's really important to do, man. I think it's, it, you've got to continue to kind of evolve it and simplicity of it is, is insanity to me where, again, people are like, I can't come up with content. I'm like, dude, take a picture of you writing something on a notepad, take a picture of that and post that and watch because yeah. people do that every day. It's something that is extremely relatable, but overlooked because of its simplicity. And, and I, I find that sometimes that's, that can be something that's very attractive to the eye because people are familiar with it. Right. So so you did videos, you did the long totally. videos. I 100%, I if you guys get a chance, um, hop over to uh, Gary's YouTube channel and check those out. Um, they kind of drop all within, well, I think one was kind of like pre-COVID or just going into COVID and the rest of them dropped uh, within that. But they were, they yeah. were spectacular. They were amazing. Sorry, I'm just cutting out a little bit. You can hear me, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay, cool, cool, sorry. Um, yeah, and so I think like, just even like go back on the topic, like I made a daily V one time, like I was going hiking and I was going backpacking the following day. And so I really punted this episode. I did not give it like the eight hours that I typically like make like a, a mosaic, like a beautiful, like as, as good as it can be, right? It's a vlog, yeah. it's, it's gonna have shaky footage and whatever. But uh, I punted this one and, and, if, and I'm driving up the next day, it goes live. And uh, I see the, the thread saying like, yo, this is overperforming. Like Jake's like, Jake's the person that publishes and titles the videos on, on the YouTube team. It was like, you know, it was just me and him really <laughs> on the YouTube side. And so uh, that video exploded and it was like one of my like most simple edits. It was just like very like moment B-roll, moment B-roll, like with the, which is music like underneath too. And uh, I don't know, I, like I think I just chose good content from that day and like it, it exploded it's like one of my most viewed things and that just goes to show like it doesn't have to always be like the most beautiful thing like as long as you're comfortable with putting it out and like i don't know having it not look aesthetically pleasing like that was one of gary's most viewed like daily v's that year and like if he wasn't if he wanted it picture perfect and like wanted me to spend two more days on it it wouldn't have been that and maybe it wouldn't have resonated with the two hundred thousand extra people that we got so yeah and i think music has a lot to do with that too um like there's there's so many videos out there that if you were to remove the music um, from, from a lot of those videos to, it can transform the whole emotion transfer. Um, yeah. Audio design is crazy. It's huge, dude. It's, it, it's something that's, I feel like massively overlooked as a, as a videographer. Um, and tell me if you kind of deal with this, cause I hear this from a lot of my videographers. And so when we're, when we're selling videography to our clients, um, I really am defensive of my videographers. And, and my photographers. And, and the reason being is because I see how long they, they take to spend time, the time that they spend actually in, in editing, right? Um, a lot of people don't realize that to shoot a one minute video, you're typically filming 10 minutes of video and then you're sitting down at, and combing through 10 minutes of video to, uh, that will take you two hours to get it down to right. one minute. And I, that's how I explain it now to that, to, to these particular people that are purchasing it. You know, why does it cost this much? Well, this is why, because yeah. you can't sit down and make it do this. And you have to understand the time 
that is is within to create this one piece of right. content. And I mean, I mean, like it's overlooked. I mean, very overlooked. There we go. Sorry, I was lagging. Um, there we go. Okay. So you can hear me now, right? Hold on. Not on my. Are we good now? Because you're just frozen. My bad. It might be my connection. No, man, good. Okay. Fucking go. Yeah. So, um, sorry, I'm totally like lost train of thought. No, not at all. I, just, I think I think videography is like leg killed me. No, it's okay. I, I I get I get very defensive with my videographers because people don't understand the time that goes right. into no. the content. No. I'm, yeah, and I was gonna say like just take it a step forward. Like you know, we film uh, eighteen hours. That would become a ten minute vlog. And so, and you gotta remember like there's companies paying like a high premium just to have like a thirty second spot on you know uh, the Super Bowl or just some regular like HBO or something. So like, yeah, I mean that's just a step further of like explaining like yo, you might shoot twenty hours of footage. It's gonna become thirty seconds. You know, yeah, or, you know, two minutes. So. 100%. And I also think like on the other side, so that's like my defensive side. I think on the other side, like this team's helped me like make content that would typically in like pre team Gary VJ Jason would spend like a week on and, and on team Gary, it's like, I can do that in like two days. Yeah. Like I could, I can get that done for you today. It's not going to be perfect, but they like this, the team that I worked on, like we produce so much content where like typically nothing you make is uh, at least in the video, like the content creating side is like, longer than a week project and so that's why the films i made this past three months was uh interesting to actually have like thoughtful amount of like breathing time to make them and but uh basically what i'm trying to say is like i don't know the videographer can be pushed to make content way quicker even though it's like it doesn't feel right like because you want to like get it just right but like there's something about um even being able to push your team to go like a little bit quicker because then like just more shit gets done and like it's not that it'll be like you're make, like making them a slave. It's just like you get caught up in your mind thinking something something takes this amount of time and you can make it take an hour, but it might only take 15 minutes to edit. Yeah. You know? Well, hey man, look, videographers are, are a different bunch. And so you gotta be very touchy, tappy with them from an emotional standpoint. Cause you can send a video in my in my the history of me working with videographers, you can send a videographer sideways by pushing them too hard. Real fast. Like for sure. You push them too hard, then you're, they're gonna get they're gonna get little. Yeah. You know what? This is too much. I don't want to do this anymore. A hundred percent. I've seen it. A hundred percent. I mean, no. I, yeah. No. I think like like what I just said. Like I would be like, you know, when I was making weekly V, was I had a week to make them technically, but I didn't I didn't work on the weekends typically, not at that stage. I knew I could get it done from Monday to yep. Thursday, post Friday. I knew I was gonna be able to make this episode, and. uh, and it was gonna get done. But the thing was like, like you said, like videographers, like, I don't know, we all personalities, like we're all whatever. And like by Thursday, like by Wednesday, I think Jake, Jake was the kid who sat next to me, um, a really good friend now, like we were closely working. He's like, yo, how's the edit coming? Cause he wants to make sure like, it's definitely going up on Friday. And like with Weekly V, like it was going up no matter what. So he's like, you on pace, like you good. Like what's the, he's trying to figure out what the title's gonna be, what the thumbnail's gonna be, um, either way. He would like, we had some sort of running joke where he like, where it was like, don't talk to Jason on Wednesday. Cause I would just get snappy. And uh, cause I would just be working like really hard. I would like uh, on Wednesday and Thursday night, I was there until like four to like 6 a.m. Like something disgusting. <laughs> but, no, dude, um, that's how I'm with Maddie. Like, but I, I wanted to Maddie on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with her. But 100%. I'll drop a text message and be like, what do we got? Yeah. It'll just be like little, it, she knows when I say like, what do we got? That's like, that's code for, I'm expecting two, three pieces of content to come over within like the next like 24 hours. And she, but she gets it and you know, and so, um, yeah. Shout out, shout out to Maddie. Yeah. And you I know? think Gary could, yeah, no, shout, shout out to like any videographer that's like out yeah. there working in like, not just personal branding, but like any, like just, I don't know. I always just find it like very grateful to be able like to make Instagram or YouTube content and be able to like, that's the only thing I get to do. Cause at one point it wasn't like that. And, um, and I think at like any level, like you should be proud of yourself, like the girl on your team or like 
or up to like D-Rock or like Peter McKinnon, you know? Oh, like, yeah. It's super interesting that you can buy a camera and like, or a laptop and cook content and uh, allow, allow that to sustain your life, you know? Well, it's funny you brought it's up. super interesting. It's the first time you could do that. Yeah, it's funny you brought up Casey because I, I used to fall down the Casey hole for hours. I mean, yeah. it, it was amazing what this guy could fucking do by himself with one camera. I just was... Yeah, and I was just thinking about like, you know, he's editing, you know, he's filming, get, you know, Casey's doing the proper daily vlog and like he's making, he's filming it during the day and at night he's like post-editing it and then the next day and the next day and like that's so, so hard to do. Like I was doing Daily V where we did like three or four a week. So sometimes I had two days in between and some days I only had one, but like, but he's also filming it like unheard of. Like people actually, I don't think I understand like how much work went in and like this it's interesting. Like, <laughs> that's Dude, whole... fucking paid off for him. Yeah, Casey's. Yeah, Casey's a legend. I was like, I saw him on something. Oh, he's in a movie. He was oh, he's, in, uh... no, he was just on the Netflix movie. It was fucking yeah. pretty good. You guys ass beat in that movie. He did. And, <laughs> and that's just that's just an example of like how far like the like becoming an internet vlogger can get like get you. It's crazy because if you really if you if you guys have never followed Casey Neistat, you should really check him out. But if you go and literally watch a story, the story is is really really amazing. Um, you can see literally pictures and video of him uh, and, his, and I think his, his son um, where they were a dirt poor man living, I mean, eating yeah. you know, box of cereal type of kind of thing. And, and this guy, you know, grinded it out um, all the way to where he is now, uh, you know, surfing every single day. Yeah, And I think that's why he resonated with so many videographers because yeah. like, it's like, I'm not the only like videographer that was broke that had to get like a credit card to like, like get an ADD, which is like a $1,500 camera. Like, yeah. Like, you know, so that resonated with like probably, like, I was probably like an era of like fifty thousand kids that were like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna become the next Casey or something. And I, not that I ever made a vlog, I never like, I think I made a few personal ones where like, like I sent it to my friends like, or or the or a girlfriend at the time like, I like would film like my day to day and I would send it out, but I never published a proper. Your vlog. stories, so again, don't discount your your own talents. Jason's stories were were very interesting. I actually liked him when he was doing a lot more of them, where he would shoot. I'm pretty sure you, you, I don't, I think you may have used the, the design lab app. I'm not sure, but it might've been in one of those apps where you had the actual screen of the video screen. Oh, no, maybe so, you recorded your own screen. I don't know. No, I did. No, I, I like to, I like to think that I was the first person before that was like a filter that like was doing that. And so, no, I, I originally started recording my screen when you're taking a photo. So, it, yes. so you see the UI of like, take a photo, yep. and, like, scroll over, take a video. So. I don't know if anyone listening can understand what I'm trying to say is, but I started doing that because I realized in the photo um, portion, it was wider angled, like a bigger angle than the video one. Like it cropped it when you went to video. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to see just in general, can you like screen record your camera? And then you could. And so I just started posting those. And I, I don't know, I'd, I'd never seen anyone do that before. So I like to think that I was the first person to do that. Cause I would have people hit me up like, yo, can I do that? And I'm like, yeah, I can't stop you. <laughs> Yeah, right. And no, and so that's what it was. I remember when you first started doing it, I was like, that is fuck. And that just goes back, well, that goes back, just so you guys are listening, that goes back to exactly what I was just saying before when Jason came up with the ideas and, and things of that nature of sim simplifying the posts, like the signs and the, all that kind of stuff. He took something that was, that everyone has access to. Everyone could do this. And he took this and he did this. And, and that is where I first saw it. But your, the way that you shot it was interesting to me because you shot it in first person. So it was, it was as if you never showed your face during it. It was always what you were looking yeah. at or where you, it was either your shoes walking down the sidewalk or where you were heading or where you were going. Yeah. Never you, your face, it was where you were going. Um, yeah, it, it was, go, no, I was just going to say it's inspired, yeah. it's inspired some of my Instagram stories where if you go back and look at some of my stories where sometimes if I'm at a place, I'll shoot straight down and it'll be like my shorts, whatever because i have an, an yeah. amount of fucking vans which is just it's out of control and i'll wear awesome. i'll have a different pair of vans on and i'll be in a different place different sidewalk or gravel or wherever it is and that was kind of like my thing where i would just do that yeah i don't know i just i started doing it like just something to post on the daily i always wanted to post a little bit more especially when i was working at vayner so like that was like a aesthetically pleasing way for me to be like oh i'm in the kitchen and like here's the like the vessel which is like some new york city structure um yeah. But yeah, no, I, I stopped posting as much, but I really enjoyed like posting like a lot of like my day to day. Like you can kind of like see like my, you know, the chapters of the day, like, okay, yeah. I'm editing this thing. Like now I'm like sitting here. Like, obviously, I don't know. I always wish I could like 
make have an extra day's amount of time to like really document what I'm up to, but just don't <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think you should get back to doing some of that. I want, no, I think people I selfishly, would... uh, I want your opinion actually on something. Cause I'm, I'm debating starting a content series of my own. Yeah. Like I, I never do. I always just post my own random videos, but I'm thinking about calling it like one, two, three, or, um, I don't know, one twenty three. Uh, basically you have an hour and 23 minutes to make a piece of content. Originally I said like in like the rules to like this idea that the piece has to be only a minute and 23 seconds long. And I was trying to think of like an extra like caveat to it, but I wanted the restriction basically so I could make more content. Cause in my head, I'm always like, Oh, I have all this footage from when I went to Lake Placid two weeks ago, but I need six hours to edit a beautiful video. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, it's always like 10, 10 Oh seven. I'm like, nah, I, don't, I shouldn't start editing this now. And then you just never do. And so I have so many folders of footage where I just don't edit. Um, but I was like, all right, how do I edit more? And so I was like, if I only have an hour and 23 minutes to post edit and post like published piece of content, then I'll post way more. And then I have to get over the whole like perfectionism of like wishing I had seven and a half hours to edit it. So like, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think like, maybe how, how do I go a step further or like, 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 do you think that's a good idea for myself? Yeah, I do. Um, and I like the, I like the, the minute 23. I like the one, two, three concept because I can already see in your head, like you've come up with like this graphic of like a one, two, three kind of like going down or like a one, two, three going across or whatever. Yeah. It is. And Oh, Oh, I get it. It's one, two, three, but it's really minute 23. Oh, it's long forms an hour. Right. 23. Like I like that. Um, and I just like the number I was born on that time. <laughs> Oh really? This was born. Yeah, I was born at one twenty-three p.m. Yeah, as you, as you would say, it's serendipitous. Then serendipitous is fun. Serendipitous. No, I love it. I think it's great, and I think again, it, it it one of the things that I like about it, and what again, the things that I'm big on is the consistency. I think it also will help hold you accountable to consistently putting out content if you start yeah. like that, right? I think you're right. Yeah, I think. I don't, it's not going to be something I do every day, but it might be something I get to do every week. Cause yeah. like, I'll just, I'll do a one, two, three and it'll be different every time. Um, well, and I would say like tag, have people do one twenty threes and tag you in it. Right. Cause maybe yeah. there's a day where like you didn't get one done. But people, all other people were doing, you know, one twenty threes. I would just call them one twenty threes. Yeah. And just, cause it just sounds fucking cool. Like did you do your one, th yeah. did you do your one twenty three today? If you did a one twenty three, tag me up in it. I'll post to my stories. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, I mean, I'd be honored. I think, I, yeah, I think there's a few people that I'd definitely follow along. Like, I don't think I have like the strongest. Three, dude. I'll, I'll do some 123s with you. That'd be dope. I, I think it makes sense. It's because it's like going to the gym. It's like if you spend an hour in the gym every day, like you'd probably be in a good shape. So I, do. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I bike, but I can't get my car. Uh, my like, you know, I can't. Gym's never my thing, but that's okay. I'll figure it out eventually. I hope. <laughs> uh, what I'm trying to say is here. I'm trying to hopefully spend, like, if you, you know, if you spend an hour and 23 minutes, like video editing or video like, behind your camera, like you're ultimately going to become like way better. So that's kind of my goal for myself is like, just continue like what got me here. It's like what I think about a lot. It's like, stop, yeah, like, you know, don't stop doing I, the thing that got you there. I agree. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to start that. No, I, I, I think, I think the 123s would be a great idea. There we go. I want to, I want to talk about, um, I want to, this is probably this is a completely opposite direction of the social media stuff. We'll we'll hop back into it for a second, but let's talk about uh, the paranormal and UFOs. Um, I know that we, I, obviously I don't want to take up too much more of your time here, but let's do that. I, I'm I'm a big. I don't mind honestly at all. Okay, great, good. I, I'm a huge conspiracy theory yeah. guy. This whole COVID shit has got me involved in, in in even deeper into it. And as the politics of, and the, the, just yeah. so everybody knows, and everybody does know this about me, I don't talk about politics, I don't talk about religion, and I don't talk about any of that other bullshit. Like I, I stick very close to like what yeah. I know. Um, but as we've gotten closer in, to, the, to the election, I, I am starting to see a lot of little teeny tiny conspiracy theories. You know, you want to talk about Q, uh, QAnon and, and all those other things that are kind of like, they float around in the, in the Twitter sphere and, and stuff like that. But UFOs have always been the one that have, have like really always piqued my interest because there's just so many things and so many people have come forward. A lot of, um, a lot of older people that are now, you know, dying off or just died in the last few years um, that were involved with, you know, either the, the CIA, CIA or secret service or the, or the you know, uh, uh, higher ups, um, you know, secret facilities like, you know, Area 51 and, and some of these other different places, they, you know, they've gotten these things off their chest where they're like, 
this stuff happened. I wasn't able to say anything, but now it doesn't matter because I'm passing away, whatever it is. You know, what's your, you know, what's your, your whole situation now? Because obviously the government just released some of that new data or some of those new videos out. Um, and I feel like it almost is like they're dripping it slowly to us. You know what I mean? What's your take on that? <laughs> I think he froze. It's figures, dude. The minute I said CIA, UFO, conspiracy theory, we have a breakdown in, in internet service. Did you hear what I said? Oh, my internet is apparently just shitting out. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. I heard a little bit, but it was cutting out super. I just said, I said, it figures I'd say, I said, it figures I said, now it's. <laughs> I said CIA, I said it's conspiracy theory and aliens, and it fucking cuts out after an hour of fucking podcast. Yeah. Yeah, why, yeah, why is there 50 participants here now? <laughs> I mean, give me a break, dude. Um, so, yeah, so what's your take on all this? Because, so sense. Yeah, like I said, they, they, they you know, obviously the, the Navy released some footage. Um, my take is that they're slowly kind of dripping this out to us. Um, and that we've been kind of saturated within it in, in Hollywood and everything already. It, that's yeah. my opinion. What's, what's your take? I know you and your dad are, your, or your dad's been big into that stuff, but. Let me see. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I okay. guess it's just super lag. So I did hear you basically like, what is like my like two cents on this whole field? Yep. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm lagging. So it's hard to like. Good. Okay, cool. So I don't know the, what the exact question is, but hopefully we'll cut out all this dead space. I'm having a little, some internet issues, but no, my dad used to talk about it all the time growing up, just like UFOs or whatever. And like nothing that he saw, but it would just be stories and like, it'd be fun, like obviously at the dinner table. And then you just like talk to people over time, like with their own stories. So I'm not deep in it where like, I don't follow the content, I'm not deep in it, but um, I'm super like open to it. And it makes sense what you said, how they're like uh, leaking up, like, or putting out more of the, the footage. I think it makes sense. I think the government and people have just known more information, but it's just like a shell shocking to, I guess, like release all that. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting, I guess, over the next like five years since like they're obviously pouring out more now. Um, what's your take? Like, do you think, like, where do you think it all goes to? Like, what's going to be like a, like the big, like, yo, there is life, like other life on this planet. Like, what do you think? The big I, I, I think the, I think, the preparation is, is kind of already been in place. I think they've, you know, they've been preparing us yeah. a long time where we're going to get, they're going to release it in small spurts. Um, and then they're going to, they're going to give us this information and we're going to be like, all right, you know, we kind of figured, we kind of figured that already. Like, and, and, and every day I just see little, like more little things like, Oh, there's now there's a sun that's very similar to ours and it's not as far as way, far as way or far, far away as we thought. Um, there's, we just found, uh, 17 more planets. Um, you know, uh, we just found, uh, these ships in Antarctica. We just found like, you know, with all these things, oh, maybe it was just, uh, the, the pyramids were here. The, I mean, just too many things kind of line up. And I think it's like drip, 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 drip. Oh, by the way, this shit actually has been happening. Yeah. Just so you guys know, but uh, nothing surprises you now. Totally. Um, and I think that's why they released that, uh, meet that footage where, the government finally said, hey, yeah, there are unidentified flying objects during a fucking pandemic when it was almost like end of the world kind of shit anywhere where they could slip in this, this minimal piece of, of information out where it kind of just flew under the radar, no pun intended. Um, yeah. You know? And then it was <laughs> Yeah, just, no, I thought that was super interesting. Yeah, I saw... And it did. Yeah, it I saw a few people post it and I was just like... 100%. Yeah. But um, no, it's super interesting that it's going through like during a pandemic. So I don't know. I think Ron's like, it's going to be a weird 2020 to 2030, honestly. Yeah. Especially I mean, as like simulations, like in like, like AI gets like, and, and yeah. Well, so, and then there's, there's like a, you know, like abduction like, stories. Oh. Yeah, there's like there's like abduction stories, and then there's there's obviously there's situations where, um, like you said before, man, there's like a, like AI, and yeah. now they're talking about the flying car, and it's like, I, 
I, I, I, there was, yeah. there was something that I heard a couple of days ago and I, and I can't remember who said it, but I found it very interesting is that like for a very long time and your dad probably will agree with me on this for a very long yeah. time, we had our, our society advanced like a lot, like really, really fast. And then we like just stopped. Right. And then I feel like mm -hmm. this, this pandemic took us where we should have been in 10 years and moved us up again to like right now we're kind of like i think 2021 2022 is going to be like what 2030 was going to be like that's what it's going to be like in 21 or 2021 yeah. and it's just gonna we're going to go through another speeding process of technology and things of that nature especially with what yeah. tesla's doing now and all that Thank you for listening to the Bad Reputation Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and share what you may have learned with someone else today. Remember, your reputation is everything.